Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. On this episode of The Persian Perspective, things are going to be a little bit different. On top of the usual degenerates like me and Rakib who show up on the show, we're going to have a new guest tonight, the Malaysian singer and artist Russell Curtis. Russell currently created a Twitch channel where he'd be streaming live music, and not just any live music, he'd be singing himself and it's real quality music. So go check out his Twitch channel where he'd be performing live every night except Sunday night. The channel is The Real Russell Curtis. Don't forget, The Real Russell Curtis. Go check it out. Trust me, it's going to worth it. You're going to have a good time with your family. And let's support each other, guys, especially it's during COVID time. The artists are not having a very easy time going for them. So go check out his Twitch channel, The Real Russell Curtis, and enjoy his show. Now, please enjoy the first part of the two-part podcast. Oh, fuck. Love your setup, dude. Thanks, man. This is uh, basically this is where I live now, you know? This is my my office, my stage, everything. Hey, oh, Rakib. Hey, man. I see you still keeping a watchful eye over planet Earth from space. Thank you. <laughs> By imitating panel planet Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a dessert. Uh, I just ate Jupiter. Yeah. Where, now you're gonna eat Uranus. As long as yeah, as long as you don't eat Uranus, you're fine. <laughs> You don't eat Uranus? Oh, you got to try Uranus. Uranus is great. <laughs> you got to snort coke and eat Uranus. <laughs> Feels weird to look at you right now. It's like 16 months or so. Like looking at yeah. it, like, oh shit, I can't believe I'm talking to Russell. Yeah, it's been too long. It's been way too long. Bro, I'm I'm a hermit these days. I don't, uh, I literally don't leave my house. Like that's not even an exaggeration. Every yeah, time... Too. I leave, I get into the car, I have to remind myself, like, okay, I know how to drive. I know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, blame you. It's, you know, for me personally, it's just, people can say that, you know, it's fear-mongering, it's propaganda, whatever. It's just, there's nothing out there for me to do anyway. You know, That's there's no true. work, there's no, you can't socialize. It's against the law to gather or, or, or dine in or anything. So, yeah. I, I'd rather just stay at home and know for a fact that my family's safe, you know? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So it's Same not about... Me. I was like, I yeah. don't have anything to prove. Yeah, yes. it's not about buying into the the fear of of COVID, you know, which I think, I mean, I, I think it's a legitimate fear, you know, if you see the cases of the emergency rooms being like backed up and people being left in hallways and stuff. Yeah. But, like I had a friend who went through... 48 hours of mental trauma because she had come in contact with someone who had come in contact with someone who was positive. So she wasn't direct contact, but uh, there was one person between them. Right. And she was like freaking out and she didn't tell anybody. She couldn't even tell her husband. She's one of my best friends. So she was like freaking out. I mean, I saw her having to cancel everything that she had for the next oh, few God. days, you know? And for me, I was like, okay, at least I know I can go to bed at night knowing that... Mm. There's no way, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't take any chance. You yeah. don't leave the house. If I, I all the, the only people I see are my family. And even if we mm. do, it's like, like smash and grab, you know, do a grocery yeah. run or buy food and that's it. Yeah. Like whenever I go to a grocery store, the scene, the rob, the bank robbery scene from Heat starts playing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I start reenacting the dialogue between Al Pacino and, and De Niro in the mirror. I said, even when the lady's there, 
That's the discipline. Jeez, one thing I can tell you the side effect like I only go to get the groceries and I run in and run out. I've noticed an increase in gay people. (laughs) What (laughs) What kind of observation is Uh, what kind of uh, obviously physically gay people uh, are you seeing? Like, what is what? How how do you know they're gay? Like a bunch uh, of shitless Mardi Gras parties that Okay. I'm going to the mall and to get the groceries and like eight people, eight K fabulous LGBTQ, like walking like this thing. You know that when the thing that the models do, they put the right feet in front of the right left feet. Oh yeah, walk. the cross leg thing. The yeah. cross leg walk. And they and like when they pick the <laughs> I want to pick an apple, like they pick it with one arm and like look at it, and like I don't want, and then just go and like, where were you guys? Like the COVID, like thin out the herd, is doesn't kill gay people. What the hell is happening? Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. I, th- I think I should pretty much remove this part. You, you should, you I'm should. Yeah. Like like Chappelle said, you must never anger the alphabet people. <laughs> the alphabet people. <laughs> I don't have anything against gay people. I'm just saying I'm seeing a lot of them and they're still like full-blown hitting on each other, hitting on me. A guy came walking right in front of me in the grocery in the line in the queue for the uh, counter and just like turned mm-hmm. around and looked at me and then bent over while maintaining an eye contact. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, okay, all right. Well, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen my girlfriend in a long time now. So, you know, his ass looks pretty good at that moment, I gotta say. Woof, that is, that is side a, effect lot. Of, a lot to take in. Yeah, side effect of COVID-19 is increased in willingness of gayness. I don't know, maybe it's just your neighborhood. Maybe it's just... Because I went to the supermarket just before this this podcast, and I noticed at like uh, the TMC in uh, Bangsta. Yeah. Right. It used to be people would buy everyday goods. It would be like bread, milk, eggs, rice, whatever. Yeah. And now I'm seeing like people are stress eating, because there was two ladies in front of me, and it was just like chocolates, Kit Kats, potato chips, Pringles, Vitagen, soft drinks. Uh, round candy. What, what time cheese, did you? What like, time did you say this was? Because my wife went out for a restaurant earlier, and strangely, <laughs> you seem to be describing uh, our shopping cart. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I should have said hi. No, no, it was it was two Malay girls with the two dongs and shit. Um, and I thought to myself, ah, oh, my people. Okay. Um, our eating habits are terrible. This like, explains a lot. The ca- the, then, kaka, the kaka cashier once actually yeah. told me, uh, like, actually said mm. something to me one time. Because Ruffles, I love Ruffles. Mm. And Ruffles, they oh, sell yeah. out so fast, you know? So I grabbed, like, yeah. five bags, put it, and I went to the counter. And she was like, Adik, boleh ke ni? Makan keropok je. <laughs> <laughs> Just to translate, it's just like, uh, bro, can, can you do this? Should you be doing this? <laughs> you think you can make it, man? Shit, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, no, how, like, it's basically what she meant was, how are you going to survive on, on chips? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Okay, I can understand the two girls, the two young girls just wanting to binge on snacks. I can understand. But I'm looking over, there's a skinny Chinese dude, glasses, middle age, 
looks like one of my bosses from 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 back in the star. And I think, oh, he must have a bunch of like responsible things in his shopping cart. Nah, it's just instant noodles from top to bottom. It's just Chintan <laughs> and Maggie and Indomie and like there's more MSG than mainland China can manufacture in with this one cart. And I'm like, oh geez, okay. <laughs> okay. I look at my shopping and it's like it's got minced chicken, it's got a bunch of vegetables inside, right? And I think to myself, am I the only person who's buying healthy? Like, what the hell is going on? I feel left out. Should I should I just run back and get like a bottle of vodka just to balance things out? <laughs> Exactly. Some, like when I go shopping and I look at everybody else and like in my bag is like maybe four items. I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm legit doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> the, the, it's, <laughs> it's the first time like when the first lockdown was happening, I was panicking and I like bought like 10 tunas. <laughs> just, yeah. just tuna. <laughs> See, you're one of the panic buyers, RD. You're no. the people they talk about. That was the oh no the thing was like I bought 10 tunas because everybody else were picking stuff. So I was like, I, I gotta pick something, then I guess. I picked 10 tunas. That's it. That's that's the only thing I really take. And I live right next to a shopping mall. I, I'll just go to the place and buy my stuff. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> exactly. I don't get the whole panic buying thing. So every, like, so every time you open a tuna can and you smell it, do you do you think to yourself, maybe I should call her? Maybe I should call. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. But what? What? what Rakim, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, there was a two uh, seconds I took. It took for me to understand what you were trying to say, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I got it, but I was just thinking, "Oh, wow." <laughs> yeah. It, I, it took me two seconds, and I was like, "Oh, wait, this son of a bitch is talking about something else." I've been looking at a lot of like wildlife documentaries on YouTube. And the yeah. com- every- there was like this 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 video about um, carnivorous worms that live under the ocean, and mm. one of them kind of looks like a like a dick with war- with teeth at the end of it, like just razor sharp appendages yeah. at the end of it. And all the comments were just like, maybe I should call him. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, this is the trending joke now. Yeah, I'll I'll just maybe do this. Maybe I should call him. <laughs> oh, there was a. There was a report of this Chinese dude who had constipation and shoved an eel up his ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Where where do you guys Um, get your news from? Um, That's what I'm wondering. I mean... (laughs) Nine gag? (laughs) Nine gag is what happened to the eel. Let's let's be real. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, I like that Russell sounds like he's suffering. Just, oh, Russell, why, why are you like bothered by this? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But you're a I, comedian. You're a... No, I was trying to be, and and then COVID happened, so it got me start rethinking life choices. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did I do this? <laughs> Is that me? Did God then send us because of my bad Jew joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But you know, oh. I think about those times. Those were a, a really, really awesome few months for me. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, man, we had such a blast at the house, bro. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, um, 
Yeah, I like at least, that bit where at least you basically has a few months. I like that bit where you basically sang to a lady in the front row that she should try fucking a fat dude. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It was very <laughs> that was so yeah. good. Yeah. It was like fuck a fat guy. <laughs> you know, you know what the best part was when he came well, to the last line, and I just stopped and I looked at everyone, and instinctively everyone sang along. Fuck a fat guy. <laughs> and then we did. You remember when we did laughing guests? It was a Valentine's yeah. Day special, Shit. and I was hosting. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I yeah. did, and I and I told everybody I said, uh, I'm gonna sing Ed Sheeran's latest song. Uh, it's mm-hmm. brand new, like it's not even on the radio yet. He released it especially for Valentine's Day, and it's a song about uh, can I put in your can I put in your ass? <laughs> it starts out so sweet and so nice, and it comes to the chorus is like, can I put in your ass? And I was like, come on, guys, sing along, and the whole place, the whole crowd's like. Can I put it in your ass? And I was like, just the girls and all the ladies. <laughs> can I put it in your ass? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, you could let the house oh, off pretty well, man. Good yeah, times, man. Are, it was a good show. It, it was it was such hell to set up because I had to rent the speakers from like Subang and drive and then haul the speakers down by hand from like this event space that was hidden in like the fifth floor of this apartment complex and then haul it into my car and then drive from Subang to Bangsa, which was like an hour drive with traffic and then drag this shit out onto the curb, park my car, walk back to the speakers, drag the speakers into the, the, the restaurant where we were doing the show and then set it up and then drive back home, shower, and then drive back to the venue. In and on top of all that, time. you wore a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a shirt. You wore a shirt. You dressed up, bro. That's the first time I ever yeah. saw. I was like, holy shit. Rakim's dressed in the yeah. nice tonight, man. Comb, <laughs> slick, slick combed hair, long sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. My parents were showing up. My parents and my relatives, my, yeah, that's my right. brother's Your friends parents were showing were there, up. Yeah, yeah. Where you sang an ass fuck song. <laughs> Did your parents sang along to it? <laughs> Did your dad went fuck? Can I put it in your ass? Yeah. My dad is like, oh, we haven't done that since 82. Uh, uh, lucky your parents, your mom didn't go like, okay, boli ke bersyap ni. Like the cashier kaka. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. My mom's only complaint was that the show was good and the food was not great for the price. And then oh. soon after the the delicious shutdown. Yeah, I like to think that the show was the only thing that was keeping it around. Well, I mean, that that night was packed. So, and I think everyone came for the comedy. It was packed. Yeah, people came for the comedy. It was, it was uh, regulars, uh, friends of friends of friends. So it was a nice it was a nice show to have and it was a nice event to give the comedian some breathing room to try out new shit like Papi Zach was on fire that night and Papi god bless him he is not the sharpest butter knife in the collection of butter knives okay <laughs> but, in fact i think he's basically a ruler you know what i mean but but uh 
But my God, his bit about dating a Chinese chick and going to Chinese New Year and gambling and then yeah. losing all of his money to what he thought might have been his future father-in-law. That was that was a really good bit. I was yeah. very impressed. He also was dressed in nice. He wore a vest. He wore a shirt. You know, he looked like brown kingpin. It was great. <laughs> Fuck. Man, and everything yeah. shut down. At least, like, yeah, Russell, you managed to have it for a few months. I just started it, and then it, everything just shut down. Like, I had, like, only a few sets in me. Glad yeah. I started it, and then, but the thing is, is, like, once you're, I felt like the wheels are going, and I'm, like, started to write, and that feeling of mm. excitement that you would have for the set was going on, and then everything shut down. And since the COVID started, I think I only mm. wrote, like, maybe two bits. Yeah, yeah. I remember mm. you you were towards the last few months of the year yeah from yeah. january i think i did i i stated on january oh was it in jan 2020 yeah oh not even 19 mm. no no jan 2020 uh, a week after our great general got nuked well i, I was mm. very very happy with the time that i did spend uh, with all the comics everyone was so welcoming and mm. many, many nights were spent with uh, with Rizman and Nat and yeah. Mike, you know, and Rakib and, and yeah. a bunch of guys. But I was most, I was really ha- glad that I managed to try. I, I, I tried an opening set. I tried a closing set. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hosted, you know, mm-hmm. all the different, because I was, the, the goal was to be able to do my own show. I always wanted to do like mm. a, a music comedy thing, you know, sort of like mm-hmm. Bo Burnham, but but um, mm. my own thing, you know. And, yeah. That's um, right. And I wanted to get like to the, or rather, experience it in its purest form, which is mm. your open mics. You know, this like this is the grassroots. This is where comedians are um are made or broken. You know. That's right. So I'm I'm glad I got that experience. Yeah, it was good to have you around because a lot of us we we come from a, a background of just comedy and it has been very like teen chai for the longest time uh we're all dorks basically and we don't really know how to ca- carry ourselves so it was really informative to see somebody who knew how to carry themselves on stage who had a stage presence who had the energy of a front man right and uh, we were like okay so this is the level of confidence and this is the level of deliberate assuredness that you should carry yourself with on stage. So that was very you, see, you say that now, and I will never forget that first open mic I did uh, at Crack House. Yeah. I got so smashed. Three minutes, bro. Three minutes. Yeah. I, a song is longer than three minutes. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I've been yeah. singing for years, you know? But yeah. I was like freaking out over those three minutes. Oh. I think on my own, I spent almost 200 bucks at the bar. Shit. <laughs> oh my, yeah. No, I, really, I was, dude? I was pounding beers, you know, shots. And, and I I did my that first set. And uh, I mean, it wasn't great, but but I didn't bomb. No. No, you didn't bomb. Yeah. You've never bombed. Not really. You see, so that's the thing. Like, everyone kept telling me, you know, it's going to be eight months before you get a laugh. It's going to be yeah. this long before this happens, that happens. So I think I was carrying all that anxiety and pressure with me <laughs> before. Yeah. 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 It's I pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, three minutes can feel like two hours. 
if you don't yeah. know what you're doing what if it, i go over time what if the yeah. time is what if i miss a beat or something like mm. and the, that was the biggest lesson that i learned something that i had been so unsuccessful mm. at doing in real life learning yeah. how to trim the fat when it comes to your uh, your jokes yeah you've yeah. been very unsuccessful in that area yeah you need a lot of work in that. yeah <laughs> hey now hey this is mco weight i'm carrying gay yeah. you'll just come down for me hey 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 skinny boy you're out number six to one okay. <laughs> jesus yeah you need a fucking garden garden scissors for that shit if you want to trim that shit oh man oh fuck do you do you get do you get nervous p Nervous. What? <laughs> do you get the nervous pee? Like I start like for me when I get nervous, I get the nervous pee. I have to constantly go to the bathroom to empty out that last like a quarter cup of pee I like accumulate in two seconds. I I keep constantly the first set I did, I was just constantly running to the bathroom every second and my throat was drying. Okay, this no, I don't so I don't get I don't get that. I don't get that. Oh, I think God. maybe I have ADDs because I'll be like totally nervous at one point, and I'll be like, oh. Wow, that car looks nice. Oh, well. <laughs> shit. Yeah, and then and then I come back like five minutes before the show. Oh shit! Yeah, I gotta do this. Oh, don't freak out! Don't freak out! Uh, yeah, yeah, can I have a shot, please? Or or get a beer yeah. or something? Yeah. The thing that happened for me was that when I got they said my name and I went on the stage. This going to the stage, the fear went away. Hmm. Especially when the light hit me in the eye and I. I've yeah. never like stood there. So when the light hits you and you pretty much can't see anybody around you. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, all right. I'm just talking to nothingness right now. So I just like react to the noises. Yeah. And when there are no noises coming back at you, that yeah. is when it becomes a black hole. Yeah. yeah that's bad. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. There should be some laughter here. <laughs> or some reaction, happening. you know. <laughs> A okay. gasp or something, you know, or like yeah. some reaction, man. <laughs> or the worst is if the worst is if you're trying to say something funny and all you get is like one muffled cough at the back of the room. Oh, that's <laughs> 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 like ah shit. Yeah. Okay, people are coughing now. Yeah. yeah, that's the equivalent of a cricket in a comedy yeah. club. <laughs> Just. Just <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Oh, God, just strike me down now. Just just take my life now. It's fine. You know, I think the only the only the thing that's almost as bad, but much, much later is if you forget your bit midway through and they start applauding to try and support you. So they give you the pity applause because you and you're like, it's very nice. And then afterwards, you're like, "Oh God, I got the pity applause because they like uh, me, but not in a, but not because I'm good, but because they think I'm like their favorite retarded cousin or something." <laughs> at the birthday party. Oh, I remember seeing that once, and it killed the comic. That was a, like it rarely. I don't think I've seen it happen enough. And as I've been to the comedy clubs more than I've performed in them, so the time it happened was in a gong show. And I don't know what his name was. And he's not, he's no longer a comedian as far as I can tell. Uh, the dude like panicked and like, you know, he choked on his words every time he would try to progress. And you know, the gong show mm-hmm. people have to raise up the, the red cards mm-hmm. to kick the guy out. Mm-hmm. And he panicked. And I remember he made eye contact with me as a plea for help. 
<laughs> like he panicked. Oh, and not only that, because first people like give him a clap to like, come on, you can do it. And he was like, and then he looked up with a desperate look of a puppy who just like his owner abandoned him as the car is going down the street no. and he's chained to a fucking pole. And he just like looked at me with tears in his eyes. And the lady next to me just raised slowly like a fucking knife in his, <laughs> like, a, you know, like saving private Ryan, the, the German soldier is slowly pushing a knife into somebody's chest. He's, she slowly raised the red card up and he just, his face just was like, oh, oh, oh no. And when she, <laughs> by the way, up on that point, up until that point, nobody raised the red card. Like people would like, performed we had 20 comedians that were going to perform yeah. that night oh, i was that i once got applause going for this kobe bit that i that i yeah. did uh when kobe died uh, uh oh, now more than ever mm-hmm. uh, we should remind our sons to keep the tradition uh alive you know of yelling out kobe you know and everybody knows right the yeah. kobe right and they were like guys in the yeah. audience and, and a clap started going you know and they were like yeah i said yeah so that we never forget Always yell out Kobe every time you see a mm-hmm. chopper go down. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! And, and the applause was like, oh. like, and it started. To, uh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, they were actually like they they were laughing, but they were feeling guilty for laughing for some reason. You know, they were like, yeah. "You yeah. trapped them." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's like you you brought them into your house and then locked the door behind them. <laughs> you can't fucking get out of this one, fuckers. Oh. oh my god, that is oh geez, that is terrible. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> the second person oh who I saw the I think that's that's it. The two people I've seen get the pity applause break. Was the this Indian girl who I think performed in Russell will know exactly what I'm talking about because she performed in her in his uh, bar as well. Who would oh the she short hair on the short hair one stage short oh. hair yeah. yeah she would start she her starting mm. bit was that so I was raped yeah. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> and and it wouldn't go anywhere that was it. And she would forget her joke, ask Russell to bring her her back so she can read the joke. I remember yeah, distinctly, I remember yeah. she asked Russell, can you bring me my bag? I forgot my joke. And there was an Indian family in the front. Yeah. They were like, okay, let's give this, give her some like soul. <laughs> just like. I think she was just break. looking yeah. for um, somewhere to go and like sort of express herself in a way. I don't think she necessarily was looking yeah. to do comedy. That's That's the feeling I got. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was odd. Like it and she like the energy. Like she would like kill the energy in the room by starting with a rape bit, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. It was like okay, <laughs> the next comedian would be like because I went up after her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now, yeah, I, I get I get why you why you feel that way. You <laughs> yeah. had to go up after. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I was still like, I, Here's the thing, when she started, when she did that and the energy died, I was like, I know for a fact that God wants me to go after her. (laughs) And part of me, a sadistic part of me was going like, if I can save and make this family, it wasn't, there wasn't many people there. 
laugh, I, that that would mean I got something. But did I did all right. I think you did all right, right? I did okay, okay-ish. But it was the thing was that it was just like five, a family of six, I think, and they were already like very uptight for the whole show, and they kind of felt on spot because we had them in the family, and had them all in the front seat, <laughs> so. <laughs> They felt oh, a little upset, but Xander okay. did a very nice thing. Uh, by the way, any news from Xander? No, man. I've actually not heard from. Uh, I chat to Nat yeah, yeah. every now and again, uh, Rizman occasionally. Um, but yeah, I have not really been in touch with anyone else. I'm so sorry to hear you go through that. Uh, what with Nat? <laughs> I'm so sorry that you you had to talk to Nat. I know. Yeah. I, I should have. Yeah. I no, should have given him nice, a fake number. But every now and then. It's like... <laughs> Oh, he we did a podcast <laughs> that was three hours long. He's a, he's okay, we did a podcast. And this yeah. guy put so much filth on purpose, mind you, <laughs> into yep, that that's podcast. To, Good to, old Nathaniel. Trying to derail <laughs> yeah. the entire fucking train wreck and uh, trying to derail the whole train. And oh my God. I spent a week editing that podcast to make it somehow <laughs> salvageable. <laughs> Where do you where do you put your podcast up on? I have never seen a man. But uh, I put it. I put the podcast up on Spotify, uh, on Google, Apple, all of them. I put them up on oh, Red right, Circle, okay. and it distributes it to Amazon, Spotify, <clears> all <throat> of them simultaneously, and YouTube. And yeah. uh, he like I don't know if it's my connection, but I heard Rocky. Uh, just give us some kind of confession. I have never yeah, seen he, a man, and then he stopped there. <laughs> yeah, he did stop. I, I, I was yeah. kind of waiting for him to continue, and he didn't, so I continued. Yeah. What, what Are we supposed you... to finish the, that sentence? Is that is that a game we're playing? I have I'm... never seen the no. man the way I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a man no, no. like yeah, no. Timothy Charlemagne. No, because there was lag, right? Because the connection here is a bit wonky. So, I would... yeah, I've never... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we had a bit about Timothy Charlemagne. And who's this other motherfucker? Conan uh, Gray. Looks like Timothy. Conan Gray. So we yeah. had this, so we had this 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 bit about you know, it would be great if I could just if if I could just have Timothy Chalamet and Conan Gray in the same bed as me. <laughs> and we just and we just aggressively fuck. Right. <laughs> on on general principle. Not because we're gay, on general principle. Yeah. Just so that I could turn down all the women who want to fuck the other two. Because it's nice to be invited. <laughs> it's nice to be invited to a handsome gay fuck party, even if you're not gay. And then have all the women wet themselves over the thought of me getting railed by two pretty boys. And then saying, you wish you were me, bitches. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm imagining the walk of shame. after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a walk of pride, oh, no, it's, man. It's a walk of pride. Oh, it's a walk I'm of pride. Out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm walking out with my white shirt glowing in the UV light. Yeah. And then just point, just pointing out to random Limping, women. Limping, hobbling. That's Timothy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your, hair, your hair glistening oh, my with jizz. Yeah. <laughs> It's just the fact we were talking. Yeah. This is a big tangent we're gonna go off on. I hope not, but I don't know if. Car, uh, do, do you know Timothy Charlemagne, Russell? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I've never, I never thought of him that way. To be honest, yes. <laughs> we were talking about says, getting yeah. a drink for himself because it's a lot a, to process. May, need to yeah, no, I forgot. Russell I just forgot reached I had behind my, some. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot I poured myself a drink. You know, and yeah. I just realized. Yeah, so magically cheers, appeared yeah. a glass kind of, of cheers, cheers. Cheers. Hey, it's been a long week, lah. I'm not getting. I'm not getting getting through this without this. <laughs> uh, we had this meeting on the clubhouse, and we were talking about weird erotic movies that came out in the 90s and 80s that like had erotic subtext to it or something. And for yeah. some reason, uh, I think Rakib's friend uh, mentioned uh, regarding the beauty of the subtle beauty of Timothy Charlemagne and Conan Gray. And the worst part that happens is that we had a 10 minute about about a 10 minute conversation. All of us equally excited about the idea yeah. of fucking these guys. Raki was talking about holding him by the back of their head necks as they're blowing them. And we were talking about there are some dudes oh, that geez. it's all right to fuck. Okay. That doesn't count as homosexuality. I I I have two words, guys. Latent tendencies. Yeah. That that's it. And that's all I will say <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> But oh, you know, on. it's cool. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're not pro LGBTQ unless you agree to fuck Timothy Charlemagne. <laughs> He's right, you know. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. No, can you? But can you imagine that guy though? Can you imagine that guy who has to prove himself this way? It's like, oh, you, you're a bigot. You hate manga. You hate gay people. No, bro. I'm pro. I'm pro LGBT. I am. You lie. I swear. Watch this. Come here, pretty boy. <laughs> imagine that guy. <laughs> But anyway, the pretty boy is just some random pretty boy. We, yeah. we don't know if he's into getting fucked. <laughs> you know, as far as we're concerned, he might as well be raped at the moment. And like, like, see, I told you. you know? And they're like, no shit. He is pro LGBT. He is pro. <laughs> Look, I'm fucking this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose Rakib? What lah? Connection in Bangsa. We lost him again. We lost you, Rakib. Yeah, We no. Lost. I had to. I had to switch the data because my Wi-Fi is uh, is hot garbage. My oh. my data is my Wi-Fi upstairs where I'm doing this is basically hot, sour, soggy ass garbage fire outside of a chow kit restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Choke it! Uh. Oh, bro. You know what? What I would give to be outside a chocolate restaurant right now. That would Pretty be much. great. That would I, be great. Like right now, it feels like when I go out, it feels like when I go past a point that I really have to, like more than a kilometer out of my house, I I immediately think like this is what a prisoner must feel like when he's like released from the house, released mm. from the prison. Yeah. I feel like I legitimately have the bit of an anxiety. I'm like. Um, somebody's someone's after me. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. It's for me. It's the strangest thing. If I can try and explain it, it is. Uh, it's a mix of two opposing emotions, both equally strong. Like when I watch a movie or a scene in a TV show or something of people having a good time in clubs, 
and doing mm. shots and I immediately get this sense of longing like, oh my gosh, I missed that. We used to do it so often. But at the same mm. time, the amount of people in that space being so close to each other without a mask makes me feel highly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does it make any sense? I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? But it, yeah. oh man, but I wish, dude, I wish we could do it again. Dude, you know, it's like, dude, I looked at the movie. The guy went out to chase something. I don't know. I don't remember what the movie was. The dude just like took his coat. It was like, you know, like I got to take my, take his coat to get out to get something. Yeah. He took his coat and ran out. And my thought was that, oh my God, he forgot his face mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and like immediately my head was like, he forgot his face mask. I couldn't, you know, it's fucked up. It's, it's you know, conditioning, you know? It's like, yeah. it's not the new norm. It's the norm now. Yeah. Fuck. You know what, though? I've had the opposite experience, and I don't know if it's better. Because I haven't felt as isolated. Like, I get into my car almost every single day. I'm going to the shops. I'm buying shit. I see people. I, you know, I interact with people at a grocery store, supermarket, with friends online. I went for a job interview in Mid Valley. So life, apart from not having a job, feels fairly normal for mm. me. But when I hear other people and how they suffer socially from the alienation and isolation from having to do, from having to stay at home, from having to commit to SOP, I think to myself, the fact that I feel relatively normal in a situation where everybody else feels like they're in ISO ward in, uh, in like the penitentiary, what does that say about me? Has my life, has my life been so boring and empty? And have I been taking it for granted this whole time <laughs> that this feels normal to me? Oh, but you got to miss the week, the weekly hangouts at the, at the comedy clubs, at the mama. You got to miss that. See, that's the that's the thing I'm worried about, because I'm starting to forget what those oh. things were like. This is starting to feel normal now. Okay, so I'm actually really glad that you said that because I was about to say there is a hidden cost to this whole thing that I realized in December last year. So mm. up here in my mind, um, yes, I feel sad. I miss the old days because that was my life, you know, like yeah. I'd be out three, four nights a week, uh, different mm. events. So, uh, mm. you know, it was, it was a, I was very happy with, with, with my life. You know, it's, it's mm. pretty much what I always worked towards, you know, at my own yeah. club and, and now yeah. all of that's gone. So my brain's telling me that, Oh, I, you know, I lost so much. So I, I feel sad, mm-hmm. but last December I did an event for grab and it was on site. It was, um, mm-hmm. A virtual event, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a studio set up at Jal Team in KL, and it was pretty nice. Um, and it was nice to be able to be out and play with someone else. You know, I had a violinist play with me with my looper set up. Oh, and no. during sound check, I was like, I was thinking to myself, "Oh man, why is everything so loud? Um, mm. I miss, I miss my home studio. I wish I was in my home studio right now." That's right. Oh you know? shit! You now cannot adjust to having a social life anymore because you love the person. You love the thing that you have. I've in actually house. grown to really like what I'm doing now. You know, because I do it like every day. You know, which is why, like, uh, one of the first things everyone says to me when they take a meeting with me for the first time is like, "Wow, I love your setup." Because, like, mm. right now, if you look at me, I look like like a YouTuber. You know? Yeah. And, I'm set up to do uh, online content because that's right. the only way I can. And that is how I, I pay for my living, you know? 
yeah. how I support my family. So I had to very quickly um, figure out how to make this work and have the revenue still rolling in, you know? Yeah. That's right. So I've put in like day in, day out into this. Like I stream, I'm online pretty much every day. Either I'm doing yeah. a, a private gig or I'm uh, streaming on Twitch or uh, I'm delivering a singergram or I'm taking a yeah. meeting to conceptualize something else. I'm online every day. And by yeah. being online means I'm not, not just connected online, like yeah. I'm physically online, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten used to this, this way of working and living now. And like the thought of a big event logistically is, feels very daunting to me. Would mm. it be would it be awesome to be in front of a crowd again? Yes, of course. I mm. watch videos of when I was doing big shows like playing to 10, 20, 30,000 people. I miss mm. it. Of course I do. But what I'm saying is, um, do I miss it more than how much I love what I have now? I don't know. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Because it's it's like um it's amazing what you can get used to. Yep. We're very we're very adaptable people. Like, and what, 21 days to form a new habit, you know? Yeah. We are now 16 months in. That's right. That's yeah. plenty of 21 days. <laughs> like, I lost my job on New Year's Eve 2020, right? Mm. Yeah, man, I was really, I was bummed to hear that. So sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't think I could have stayed in the job for very much longer anyway. It was, it was, um, it was psychologically taxing. You know, this idea that by virtue of it being a government mouthpiece is like this, yeah. this, this moral toll that it, it takes on you where you basically realize day in and day out that you are lying to, to the people Yeah, every single day. Every single day you go in and you basically find nuanced ways with which to lie and deceive citizens of the country. I and saw that in you. I saw how it was, uh, it was killing you. It used to come... Uh, after sometimes coming late after the show and you'll be saying, mm. well, you were clearly frustrated, you know, about yeah. a lot of things and, and there was nothing that you could do about it. No. Yeah. No. So I don't think I could have, I don't think I could have lived much longer in it. Right. Yeah. But then there is this, this also this thing of where once I leave the job, my life will get better, but it hasn't really, my health is still in the toilet. Um, occupations are neither here nor there. So it's like, maybe I'm the piece of shit. Hmm. Maybe I've been blaming my job this whole time. Maybe I'm garbage. I don't know. Well, maybe that was just yeah. one of a series of things that needs to happen for you to get to where you need to be. Probably. I hope so. Like I, I secured a job interview um, and I might be getting a call back soon. Maybe that might go somewhere. But it's like, I'm I so... Yeah. I, hope, I hope so. But it's like, between losing the job and then between six months of just going through this, it's like the damage is pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll be able, I've, I will be able to even do this job even if I get it. Conversely, there's also this thing where I, I'm very close to doing something I would like to do. Like I was working on a series. We wrote a pitch. There was a pitch deck. We communicated with producers. Oh, we, nice. We spent like two, three months writing uh, synopses and concepts and plot bibles, and we pitched it to streaming services, mm-hmm. you know, Netflix and whatnot. 
And they said, we love your idea. We're very keen. And we've even gotten investors, third party investors to, to, to invest in like the pilot. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Netflix and like Disney Plus or whatever are saying, we still need to pilot. We still, you still need to film a pilot to mm-hmm. see what, to see whether this show is going to be good or not. And we can't do that because of SOP. So we're this close. Yeah. We're, we're, we're an inch away from, from getting this done. But because this SOP has gone on for so long and it's now, you know, heavy SOP, deep SOP, yeah. even. And it's indefinite. Know, and it's yeah. indefinite. Yeah. So we're very close to a big break, my friends and I, but we can't do it. And there's no way around it either, unless you do it in somehow, I mean, try and do it on the quiet. You probably mm. have to pay some people off. Mm. That's the only way I, I I think you can get it done. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah. The, the fucked up thing over the, the SOP and the lockdown is that like, it comes on and it goes off and then it stays on for a long time and then it goes off for a long time. And it's like, and uh, it like, I think especially this year's lockdown was more damaging the previous year, whole entire lockdown altogether, just because we were out and things were fine. And suddenly we were back in again. Yeah. And And you, every ounce of hope you had is pretty much fucked. And you can't plan long-term worth a damn because you don't know what's going to be happening a month, two months in advance. Yeah. Part of the reason reason I don't know if I should even take this job is what if I take the job and then we get a green light from Netflix? Now what? Then you go all in. Then, yeah. Then you go all in, right? Yeah. But then it's like, I'm going to have to quit the job to do the series. So quit the job, do the series. Then, Then I'm going to have to quit the job. Yeah. You need the money. You do what you can. You have some yeah. leeways as well. So you got to mm. do what you got to do. You know, not, I mean, yeah, money, of course, for sure. Like for me, the biggest motivation to keep going and doing this. And, um, I, and you know, I hate technology. Like I, mm. those who know me well know that I hate this shit so much, mm. you know. But I was, I was fortunate enough to have some really, really good people who helped me through this. But what I'm saying is the thing that kept me going was Yes, the money was always the, the biggest motivation because it's yeah. survival. But also, it was it became a fight for my sanity. You know, yeah. I went through quite a bit this year. You know, I lost someone who was very, very dear to me. And I was oh, down yes. in the dumps. And I was just thinking, I didn't even want to touch my instruments. You know, I, I didn't want to yeah. make any music. I took a break for a while. But then I realized that the longer I sit in this, it's only mm. going to manifest into something worse. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and like the job gives you purpose, I find. Or at least that's how it was for me. Having something to do every day, waking up, giving myself goals, saying, you know what? I'm going to go stream today. Even if no one wants to come and uh, listen to me, I'm going to stream. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most of it. And yeah, I think that that saved my mind, you know? Yeah, same for me. Last year, especially around October, which was actually around the time I think I started the podcast, was like I was pretty much in a fucking hole. Going like I have yep. no prospect for the future. I don't know what the hell I'm. What the hell is gonna happen? All the mm. job opportunities that I had was pretty much down the dumps because like nobody wants to hire a foreigner now, let alone an yep. Iranian. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um, everybody are like, can you do remote? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do remote. 
I was pretty much like in a moment, I was like, uh, I want to stand still as long as I can. So hopefully I will just disappear and disintegrate into the world. Jeez. Just, yeah, there was like this in the back of my head. I was like, I hope if I just stand still long enough that I would just somehow just go away. It wasn't like a thought of suicide. I'm not that pity, but but yeah, it was this idea of like, oh, I just want. I hope I was just erased because right now this state is just horrible for me. But um, got a few kicks in the bum. I tried to push myself. Started the podcast. Had mm. With the first one was with Rakib as well, mm-hmm. and we just like just kept pushing it. Picked up photography, which I found mm. that I love. Mm. and try to really fill in the time and stuff like that i'm still a piece of shit i i have i I can't say i've really improved (laughs) as an individual much i wish i could say that because like you're you're here and you're doing it i'm here and i'm doing it you might not see it but that is a lot Mm, that is a lot because there there's so many people who a year ago decided that you know what okay i'm going to try and do something i'm going to try and do something and a year later, they're still trying to do something. You know, I mean, I sincerely hope if they really gave it a good, a good shot and it didn't work, then then fine. You know, but the, you're here, mm. man. You're here. Yeah. You're doing it. I remember you told me about this podcasting because you were telling me to do a podcast, and I always have always wanted to. But guess what? I still haven't done shit. <laughs> well, you should start it. You're charismatic. I was gonna remind you again. Like you're charismatic. You're articulate. You you be well, great at it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, and I will. I, mm. I I I will. It's on my to do list. But what I'm saying is, you did it. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yep. And give yourself props, man. Take the wins when you when you can. You know. Yeah, that's what you can keep you going. And some like I think this is what comes with the. I won't. I loosely call myself a comedian just because of like comedians tend to have a twisted mindset. That it's always like you're never good enough or you're not good. Yeah. The yeah. thing is like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You, you know you're a piece yeah. of shit, right? <laughs> it's like right now, as you're yeah. talking to me, another voice in my head is like, oh, you know you suck. He doesn't just see it. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's that's entirely too true. Yeah. So we, I know that voice. That I know that, that voice very well. well. Yeah, <laughs> you fooled them too. See, <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. you wait. They'll, they'll come yeah. around. Just they'll come wait. around. Yeah. They'll know yeah. what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially when you're showering. <laughs> you're showering washing <laughs> your back, and I suddenly go like, "Ah, oh, you piece of shit." Yeah. Like you're in the shower, you're trying to wash your balls, and you. And the voice is like, it's not even that big. It's not even that big. <laughs> you like that? You like how that feels? Yeah, well, you better get yeah. used to it because you're the only ones going to be touching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how would anyone touch this? Nobody. Oh. <laughs> Stick my yeah. finger in my belly button. Oh, look, another inch in. Ooh, la, la. Want to go for a run, princess? Come no. on. <laughs> Oh my god. You call that yeah. a push up you fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. The worst thing for me is that I I live in this fairly affluent neighborhood, right? And the thing about affluent people is they have they have a disgusting level of hope that I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> so so I'm 
So every so every evening, everybody's just walking around exercising, right? Just all of these beautiful people in their Lululemon outfits and their Nike shirts with their headphones, all getting healthy, getting a sweat. Yeah. Okay. It's seven o'clock. Um, and here I am just driving in the car. I haven't bothered to wash in six months, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Wearing an old shirt, just eating an ice cream, just feeling, just thinking to myself, they know you're a piece of shit. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. So these yeah. people are jogging in the morning and you're eating an ice cream. <laughs> no, no. This is 7.30. This is 7 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. In okay. the evening, right? Yeah. I don't so know why I thought even- a.m. For some reason, I was like, Rakeem, no. I mean, it's better. not out of better. Me too. I thought it's it was not like out the question. ice cream for breakfast, Rakeem. <laughs> you really need an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> We need to stop Rakeem. He's at it again. First of all, first of all, thank you for thinking I could even get up at seven thirty in the morning. That's actually quite flattering. Okay. If oh look, if one thing can motivate you to get up, it should be ice. You okay? When you put it that way, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wake up at six a.m. Dude, you can never wake up at six a.m. I'm waking up at six a.m. for a chocolate Sunday, and nothing will stop me. See, here's a pro tip. You don't have yeah. to wake up at 6 a.m. if you don't go to bed. Ah. ah I see. It's no, all no. coming together. Okay, hang hang on that, Tim Ferriss. I've tried this before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two I've... fat people giving each other advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought, if I just stay up for 24 hours and start my day at 6 a.m., I'll be just fine. You know what happens? I am literally spread eagle on the marble floor of my living room. <laughs> Just passed out. And my cat is like, eh? Food? Food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's, it's not great. I've tried there was this brief moment actually where I was I th- I was getting into this really sort of like corporate Fortune 500 CEO like lifestyle routine where you wake up at six o'clock and you meditate and you go through your to-do list and you do a bunch of shit around the house. And then you, you screw over a small community over affordable housing? Is No, no, not affordable housing. Uh, viable water sources. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, oh, you're, you're, the, you're the prime evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we nestling now. That's what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> okay. And it works. For and it worked until I can't remember what the hell went down. It was either, no, I don't know. It was uh, until it's like I had one of these hangout sessions that went on until four a.m. online, and it's like I can't. Okay, and then completely thrown off, and then I have to start rebuilding again. So these 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 bouts of self improvement are very fragile, as it turns out. Yep. Yes, right? they are. Yep. Yeah, I used to have that exact thing. Like I would wake up around a certain time. I'm back to yeah. waking up at a very particular time, but wake up at a certain time, have my to-do list. And I was very yeah. happy and I was feeling very fulfilled. And then yeah. one time I missed it. It just kept going down the same pathway. It just That's right. It and trying to bring back the momentum to it was just miserable. It difficult. helps if you have the actually have the to-do list because get waking up and not having anything to do oh that's mm. a rabbit hole my friend yeah like yeah 
it's then it's like free for all. You can do whatever you want, you know. And but what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So it's mm. good to have like a focused to do list. Yeah. You can watch yeah. porn all day. <laughs> no. Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> I My tried. It looks like a Chinese sausage. It's not great. <laughs> I, I reached the end of the internet. <laughs> yeah. You ever jerk off so much, you're just ejaculating marrow? It's not great. Oh. oh. <laughs> Have you jerked off so much you come oil? <laughs> <laughs> You come yeah, in no, sandstorm. That, that came before the marrow. <laughs> you jerked off so hard, you lost 10 pounds. It's not great. I think this would be a perfect moment for me to take a sip of my scotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Russell. We're all friends here. You can yeah. tell us how much you oh. jerked off. We're all friends, yeah, for now. For now. Russell slowly inches out of screen. And like, <laughs> I got shit to do. I'm not gonna reveal what the fuck I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that 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 is a very very disturbing mental image. Yeah. Ejaculate marrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's gonna stay away for a while. Thank you, Rocky. Yeah. Some poor leukemia patient is like, I needed the transplant, you asshole. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. Remember Open to swallow. I'm trying to save your shot. life. <laughs> oh man, talk about money shot. <laughs> Open your mouth. That's a lot of cash in the black market. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're making marrow. Oh god. No, but it, but it's but it is this thing where you know when I when I got let go, I thought to myself, I will have all the time in the world to do this self-improvement shit. Yeah. Right. I will get in shape. I will fix my sleep patterns. I'll learn a bunch of new skills. I'm getting this subscription to Masterclass in Skillshare. <laughs> I, subscribed to, to, I subscribed to Skillshare last year. What a fucking waste of money that was. Because you're not, you're never disciplined enough to learn all the shit that they can provide. So, no. You got to find your why. If yeah. if I'm being perfect, you got to exactly. find your why. Yeah. Uh, I've resubscribed to it now, but because I found my why, I'm like, I'm doing the Skillshare now, but it's like, mm -hmm. oh, now I know what I'm looking for. Because it feels great. You're like, oh my God, a library of information that I can just access yeah. on point. And it's like, then you yeah. go in and you're like, oh, okay, I'll probably get to it tomorrow. And you never get to it tomorrow. You don't know what you're looking yeah. for until you look, look for something particular. In 2019, I, think, I was in yeah. probably... The best shape of my life since my early twenties. Seriously? Yeah. That was the. I've seen you in twenty nineteen. That was. That was, that Dude, was, that was don't, don't be rude, Arnie. <laughs> when Give I the say, man a break. When I say best shape, I'm talking about. Uh, okay, so I'm never gonna be like you, Arnie. Okay, that's just not. It's just not in my I genetic get it. makeup. Personal best. Personal yeah. Best. Okay. First a PB. Yeah, that was my PB. But because and why that was was. Because okay, for one, I dropped thirty kilos, and Damn. I was uh, I was fit, like like I was swimming every day, and the why for me was because I had a bunch of stuff coming up. I was touring, um, I uh, reinvested uh, in the bar. I had like um, a lot of things. I, we were gonna release an album in twenty twenty, and the, and there was gonna be another tour because in twenty nineteen we did the 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 pub crawl. We covered the whole of Malaysia, mm -hmm. and twenty twenty was supposed to be the album tour. And the album right. was supposed to be regional. 
So I had all these things set up. Mm. And I lost my why when I lost all of that. Yeah. So I say right. it's because they closed gyms and because they closed the pools. But mm. I just, I didn't. I you didn't, don't have I, a reason. I don't have, I was like, you know, I'm stuck at home. What the hell am I doing this for? But it was stupid. It was actually very juvenile. I mean, to think that way, you know, because my why should have been for me. Yeah. Mm. You know, but I also managed to get away with it for a long time because for some reason, um, so we go, my wife and I, we go for full medical checkups every year. Well, at least until uh, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Full, we do a full blood work. We do the, what do you call this? The e- ECG, all, you know, all those yeah. test stuff, the regular checkup that you go for. Mm. And my my results come back like perfect every every year, mm. you know. And well, and hers is not so much. And now, before you smart asses turn around and say that it's because she lives with you, you know, <laughs> not the case. I mean, you're not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah. So I I got away with the the health side of things, but I should have made the why about me, mm. yeah, and not just the things that I had to do. So I'm tr- I'm trying to get back to that slowly. Mm. Yeah, I see where you're getting from. Yeah, yeah, it's like I get it. Like I, like one of the tipping points for me was that I'm not saying I'm in a great shape. I'm just saying it was like I loved going to gym because it's just like helps get rid of a lot of shit and baggage that you have during the yeah, day. Yeah, actually, right. it's really really good for to just escape. You know, yeah. the mental stress and pressures that you have. Like that was gym and swimming for me. Yeah. Mm. It feels great pushing the weights. You're like, ah, ah. And then when they closed that down, I was like, oh, it, it, it was like the last thing. This whole thing about the COVID was that you, like, you have these demons in this room that all these things that you have that, like, your negative aspects of yourself that you either see it or you have it with mm-hmm. yourself. And you have them in this room, but then life happens. So you start filling the room up with different stuff different things that you do during the day you go clubbing you go drinking you go yes. with your friends and gyms and stuff like that so you basically this sounds like a of- sloss analogy but do carry on a sloss yeah. analogy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you push the demons at the back of the room and they're pretty much covered with all the stuff you have and when then suddenly COVID hits and the room is suddenly emptied out and all the demons yeah. that you had in the back are like, hey, hi. <laughs> hey, hey there. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I know that everything no else left, but we're still here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Naked and aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's any gym. It's not gonna suck itself. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, you know you want to. <laughs> just let it happen. Come the on. next thing you know, this little gremlin with a nine-inch cock is just fucking your ear. And you're like, Yeah, this is my life now. Yeah. It's like, oh, I I remember this. I remember how I remember the moment I remember the day you were born. Yeah, my uncle came to the house. Nobody else was around. Oh shit. It's just oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these demons just started to ravel up and yeah fuck and then you kind of go like wait i gotta like gotta find a way to push back at, against it yeah like not great. yeah yeah I, I i i took one therapy session and i immediately like part of me that has contempt like uh, she was talking like she said like 
how did that make you feel? Did you do that? And uh, immediately part of my brain was like, oh, you fuck. <laughs> I can't do what you're doing. You're not doing anything, are you? I'm no, just man. wasting you, my you, money. Here. You got to give it a chance, bro. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it stopped. It, it was like, nah, this is a waste of money. Like immediately part of my brain was like, I can't do what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you went to school for this? You go like, oh, you're not really giving anything back to the other individual. So you have it to can, kind of dig in. What? It can be a little bit tough because a lot of the time you're paying this person to essentially be a rubber duck. Pretty much. Yeah. You just need to, you, you need somebody to talk to, to help figure out what's going on. Like for me recently, I realized the reason why I eat so much is simply because I like the idea of food, but I oh. don't actually want to eat it. But because it's there, now I have to eat it even though I'm not hungry, hmm. right? So I have this concept in my head about what this amazing dish would be. And I go down to the kitchen and I, and I try and make it. And it's, and it's a piece of garbage. I clearly did not follow the recipe properly. <laughs> I, like I tried to make an omelet. It's now a scrambled egg, right? I keep hearing this dish on the Sopranos called peppers and eggs. Which oh, is peppers like, and eggs. Peppers and oh. eggs. And I try and make peppers and eggs at home. And it's like some fucked up, like scrambled egg dish now. And it's like, okay, so I clearly fucked this up. But the food is there now. And oh. no one's in the house to eat it. You so know how eat it? badly I want Carmela ziti. Like, I would love to, oh. to just oh. taste that. Like, everyone oh. talks about how what a great cook she is. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they, they, those mob movies really fucking know how to sell food to you. That's oh all God. they do. Eat. Yeah. Eat. In, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. When they're yeah. like, eat, like when fucking Tony has a salami sandwich yeah. in his office yeah. from the, the gabagool. With the gabagool. Oh, I, like I go have Subway and I try to think it's that fucking sandwich. I ask for extra <laughs> salami. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Subway. Does the guy look at you and say, oh. Well, I get off work at 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going by all the people that you've been noticing when you go yeah. grocery yeah. shopping. You, know? yeah, yeah. you want extra salami with that? It's yeah. not outside of the realm of Ardi's uh, yeah. regular day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining a dude right now who's, still, who's, who's naked, but he's wearing the subway apron and the hat. Okay, but other than that, he's naked. <laughs> and he's got his fully erect long in between two slices Doesn't of Doesn't sound bread. very hygienic, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just going, and he's I, going, I got a special sandwich for you. Okay. The cream, the salad dressing comes afterwards. <laughs> marrow, marrow dressing. The marrow, marrow dressing. dressing. <laughs> hey, look, I attract a lot of gay people to me for some fucking reason, okay? I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it got to a point, especially like I use Master Jamek, the LRT. There's a lot of gay people in that fucking LRT. Like I got a lot of propositions <laughs> really? there. It's awful why specific. So why? Why Master Jamek? Why is there so many, so many gay people near the mosque? That's what I, I want to know. I, you know, the, you know, the religion has a tendency to turn you gay if you're the more committed you are to it. It's just, oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, I've heard stories about Saudi Arabia. I'm not yeah. going to go into detail. <laughs> it's, you know, it's Wait, not gay up. if you have I'm, lipstick on. I'm going, to I'm going to show you a, a picture. I found a picture. Sure. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, oh boy. 
Yeah, I need because Arnie doesn't remember. He, I think you remember me exactly the way I am right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, I, it's easy to not, but that was me in 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I I cannot fit into those jeans anymore. <laughs> see, there I, was, there was a soprano. I, there was a soprano joke. He says before and way before. <laughs> <laughs> and, <You> uh, <laughs> wait, hold up. I I have the 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 one I was talking about just now. I saw it here somewhere. Like the one thing I appreciate about your physique, Russell, is that you're you're quite chunky on the top, but you got the twiddly like ballerina legs. Like you got yeah, really chicken legs. Yeah. chicken legs. He has very like thin legs. Wait, like, I, I want to show you the the general's picture. <laughs> it's I like your it. it's like your grew from in, in, in Despicable Me, but brown. You know. <laughs> Oh, but the thing man. is, is like the way that your chunkiness is like you have the chunkiness, but you look like you can kick ass. Yeah, there's some agility there. There's right? some like muscle right underneath your skin. Maybe, yeah. maybe five, ten years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Not these days, not so much. Like you could put you in the, we could put you in the front of the door. You could ask for ID. You know, it could work. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I met you, we didn't even say hi. You kind of looked at me like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, did, did it I? was yeah. <laughs> you you were you were the like you looked like a gangster basically. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Uh, it was at Bangsar. The I forgot the name of the restaurant that Fiona had the laughing gas. I think event there yeah. at the side of the Bangsar village. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, delicious. Delicious. Yeah, yeah delicious. Really, yeah. I knew. Yeah, and. It, I said hi. You looked at me like, huh? And you oh, like kind of like nodded and went away. I was like, oh, this this guy's gangster. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And okay, then so we bonded over comedy. <laughs> so. where, where I'm from, where I grew up, uh, you know, you have to be able able to. Yeah, you need to be able to stand up know, for yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah. Also, also, let's be clear. This delicious was in Talawi, okay, and. Oh, back in the day, bro, Talawi, oh. my gosh. Okay, so if you don't if you don't watch yourself in Talawi, nice as 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 glamorous and as nice a neighborhood as it is, you know, like and, getting stabbed is just a Tuesday. And to be fair, mm, yeah. um, like back in the day, we used to get into it a lot. Like almost every night we were we were out like maybe a few nights a week. Yeah, we always would be like. Some big blowout, but yeah. I was always the guy who would have to calm everybody down. Oh, you're that oh, dude. Yeah. Wow, the you're I'm the good. guy who who like push through and 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 you know, okay, everyone just calm down, think about uh, it. You really want to get into this, you know? What are we doing yeah. this for? I I I, I, I did that so many times. I was Praise always the speaker. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> there's one time I was. Uh, this was uh, would have been post just post millennium. I was in college yeah. and mm-hmm. there were like 30 guys involved. You know, when oh, you go to Bangsa yeah. those days, you go in a crew of five, but in that five, each guy will know a guy who's in another crew of five and, and, and yeah. it just multiplies. It's like the COVID R not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. one guy gets into it outside Echo's Bangsa. 
Okay. Echoes is uh, by the alley where, what is there now? Um, geez, how did I tell you? You know where Alexis is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's just like uh, that row, the break in the row where Alexis is. Okay. That all corner, right. yeah. Okay. So, and all the bouncers in Bangsa are basically, at that time anyway, they, they were like hired by the same guy. Right. So it's, it's like one big gang that takes care right. of the whole of, of Talawi. Right. So if, if one bouncer gets into it with someone, all the mm. bouncers will rush to his aid, basically. Oof, mm. okay. And all of my friends were there. And this is how uh, pumped it was. Like, I was pushing through. I held on to one of my friend's shoulder. And the guy was, like, turned around, ready to, like, to pop yeah. off at me. And I was like, bro, yeah. chill, calm down. Mm. I went in and I told the bouncer, I said, bro, trust me, you don't want to do this. Because the guy that they they bounced mm. was actually in the military. Oh, he was one of our friend's brother. I said he's in the military. You saw his uh, what do you call this? His uh, I think one of them took his his military ID and showed. Right. You know? And I told him I said you know how these guys are. They will come in like one freaking lorry now, mm-hmm. right? And I said so. Let's not do this. Let's let's everyone yes. just go, right? <laughs> and plus there's like. 20, 30 guys standing behind me. There's like six bouncers here. Yeah. But this can potentially be very, very bad. So I told the bouncer, I was like, I told him Malay lah. I was like, you know, I call him Abang all, Abang, you know. Yeah. Let's just let's just call it a night. Everybody, I'll make sure everyone disperses. We'll go, right? He's all my friend. Mm. And he shook my hand and he squeezed it as hard as he could. And he told me, he smiled, you know, like with this mm. evil smile. And he says, you know, I want to give you and all your friends a tight slap now. I want to kick your ass, you know. Mm. And then when he said that, I was like, really? If you want to do that, then I can't do anything about it. But I'm hoping we can come to some co- some kind of a settle, you know, settlement. Lah. Yeah. And then, then he said, but, okay, I'm going to let it slide. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. and, then, oh, yeah. and then everyone broke up. And then one of my friends was like, bro, these guys are, I'm going to get my car, we're going to wait in the alley. When they walk out of the club, I'm going to run them over. I said, bro, <laughs> let's bro, just bro. go. <laughs> bro, bro, shut bro, the fuck up. So that bro, was my, me. Like, my guys, my friends always wanted to pop off. Even in oh college, I was student council president. Mm. We get into it with other, other guys. I would have to be like, guys, just yeah. relax. I had this one yeah. friend, man. He would literally go up because he grew up in the, in the States yeah. and in a rough neighborhood. He would literally go up to the guy smiling. He was like, do something, bro. Do something <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. It must be tiring to have to be the only adult in the crew. Well, I mean, it's uh, for me, personally, I don't, I, I don't like it. You know, I don't like what comes after, especially, mm-hmm. you know. And over here, it's not like, like I hate to say this, but there have been times where we uh, white guys pop off at a bar, and oh, it's, it's oh. but it's still more gentlemanly. I find sometimes, you know, because they'll be like, you know, hey asshole, what you looking at? I want to take this outside. They go outside, poop, poop, poop. Uh, you know, mm. uh, trade a few punches, and mm. then okay, there's a clear winner, there's a clear alpha, there's a okay. clear beta, and then everyone mm. goes there. Over here, they tend mm. to take it a bit too far. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just the, war. It's it's nothing. Yeah. Just war. gonna keep going for some reason until yeah. like people. Get and then the tired. guy ends up in the emergency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's like for no reason. Like, yeah, I've seen, um, I've been here for enough time, but not, I think it was when I came here, it was much more civil. Mm. I always hear about how fucked up it was. I've been here for 10 years now. So it's basically like, all right, I've seen a few fights happen and it doesn't end. Like if nobody goes like, whoa, 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 it just keeps going to a point. And sometimes over petty things, to be honest with you. Yeah, it always, always is a petty thing. The guy picked on my friend who's a, I have a, my friend was Chinese and the Indian dude just, and just picked on him and said, are you from the KL gang? Mm. <laughs> Be specific, we, we motherfucker. The, we exactly, yeah, exactly. I was like, KL gang? What the fuck are you talking about? Because mm. we, were, we were in a Wonotama play club, like that area. And the dude mm. was like, you, are you from the KL gang? You're like, you came here to like snoop around, huh? 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 Yeah. Like, and the, the, the thing is, is like, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. And I think like, luckily his friends were much more cool headed to go like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just picking on somebody right now. Mm. And like, there was almost <laughs> a fucking fight about to like break out for no reason. But in, in that instance, it is always like, always 10 out of 10 times better or at least in your interest to just walk away. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 My yeah, my friend was like, nope, nope. Just kept walking backward, went away. Yeah. This is not this is not me being uh you know, it's not discrimination or anything, but if you're not from here, yep. walk away. Yep, none of your yeah. business. It's 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 just easier for you guys. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, oh a foreigner, let's give him a few more. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. like there's there like there's this one time, it's so funny. Um, we were on okay. So if you go up the same street where Alexis is, there used to be a place called um uh, Silvers. It was rocks before that, then it became silvers. Right. All these were clubs in yeah. Talawi. And right below, um a fight was well, it wasn't a fight, it was like one of my friend's kid brother was mm. sort of like getting into a thing with another guy. Mm. Something about a girl or something, I don't know what it was. And my friend, he's the middle child. This is his baby uh, brother. Middle right. ch- middle child who has like the tendency to just, you know? Right. He didn't yeah. even talk. Like we were standing there. He comes over my shoulder. Oh, shit. Throws a punch straight at that guy. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, people are like, oh, you know. It's like, and the girls are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? And this guy has a tendency, like he always carries a knife with him. So he. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So we would. So uh, a friend of mine was trying to get him to stop, you know, not go for it. And I saw a few of these other guys. These guys were younger than us because he was my friend's mm-hmm. kid brother, right? They were younger than, and he ran across the street with a few other friends and he was on the phone. So right. I went over to talk some sense into him, tell him, you know what? We will clean this up. You know, just leave it alone. But he didn't know that I, I was actually uh, friends with uh, my friend. Mm. He thought I was just like maybe with his friend or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, bro, who's that? He was like, oh, I'm talking to Jimmy. I think Jimmy was like the, uh, the guy who takes care of them or whatever, lah, you know? And I said, oh, yeah, right, let me talk to him. And he gave me the phone. <laughs> and I was like, hey, bro, don't worry about it. Everything's okay here. All sorted already. Uh, nothing to worry about. You just, you, you, where are you now? And he was in another club. I said, yeah, hey, you have a good night. Don't worry. Anything will call you. Then I passed the phone back and the guy was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, don't worry. All sorted. <laughs> 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 and he didn't even know, like, you know, it's it's such um I get it now. At that age, I understand mm. why 40-year-olds used to look at us like that. Yeah. Because it's such a young, dumb thing to do. 
Yeah, it yeah. is. I remember when I was, this was, this must have been 2005, 2006. And my cousin, she was a party girl. So my, 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 my aunt and uncles, uh, if you're going to go mm -hmm. out, bring, bring Rakib with you. He'll, he's going to be your chaperone. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm being, I'm being bouncer for my cousin now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And in retrospect, this was probably a really, I never got into trouble because I have this face. So people assume I am actually a bouncer or I'm mm -hmm. actually a bodyguard. But I was thinking to myself, I would bring, I would be strapped. I would have like, I would have the Eskrima sticks hidden behind my jacket mm -hmm. and like a bunch of like makeshift weapons in my pocket. And I think to myself now, like, what exactly was I trying to achieve? Like, what, what, what would have I done if, if like 10 people jumped me? Like, why did I think I was the fucking daredevil from Netflix? Why? Why did I think that? Yeah. You know? You think like, oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. used to do that as well. I, I had a makeshift shank. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did see a fight breaking up between military personnel and a white dude. A gay oh, white dude, mind you. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> In Penang, oh, uh, there's this oh, very, no. very cool bar called Holy Guacamole in Love Lane. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, my French yeah, place. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's tremendous. The food is yeah. great. The people are great. You love it there. And yeah, yeah. they now have military personnel because there's always, there, there was a case of, there's a lot of white people there and their fight broke out between white people and uh, Indians. Yeah. And because they were reenacting the, the, the conquering of America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and then, uh, so there's every Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, there's military personnel always around there patrolling. And a lot of them, not one or two, there's like, you see them quite often. And we were at Holy Guacamole and there was this incredibly drunk white dude 50 year old at least 50 years old mm -hmm. at least yeah drunk he would keep uh, coming i forgot the name of the singer we had a very nice there's a nice, very nice singer who was singing there on saturday sundays he he would constantly come and barge in on the middle of the song to sing it with this singer <laughs> right and would oh, steal the microphone those. one of those okay i think okay. it was yeah, uh, one of those acidic bunch was it the band that used to play acidic bunch ah no i don't i don't know the name of the band the dude is long hair but everybody any every Malik, singer Malik Malik guy, right? long hair. huh Malaga Mal yeah Malaga yeah yeah nicest dude ever and uh he, we and he would and like he's and he has a very high tolerance he was managing him well but even to the it went on to the point that even he was like dude what the fuck are you doing and yeah. it went on to the point that the military there was a six foot tall <laughs> built like a brick shit house Chinese mm -hmm. military dude who looked like he had the face of the fucking Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and he would he walk in like with his hands on his back and try mm -hmm. to tell him to calm the fuck down a few times. And mm -hmm. he would calm down like, oh, it's all love. It's okay. He would calm down. The last time the Chinese guy got into his face, the, the white guy grabbed his cock. Oh, no. The white guy grabbed the Chinese military dude's cock 
the mm -hmm. the Shang Song when all Shang Song on <laughs> and was about to the only thing that happened that he got lucky and I'm seriously I'm like I could tell the Chinese guy was wanted to like pummel this guy at that moment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, was that his superior was an older gentleman he was hanging out around that area he came in and stopped them mm -hmm. so before there was okay. any beating yeah and then they dragged them out of the club and then made him kneel i don't know if he had they handcuffed them they just made him kneel and sit in the corner next to their patrol car mm -hmm. and yeah but it was like very close to seeing a whoop ass which i would have loved because white people really think they're the kings here and they should probably oh, get that i've seen more of that than i the, en enough for two lifetimes yeah what, white, Back white in the people day. acting the fool everyone like white people locals um mm. like foreign asians oh man mm. like you know those days when i used to and I, I, I not only worked when i left corporate i i, I ran clubs mm. and mm. it was like i saw so much shit guy like mm. this and these there was this one time these two white guys and they could like handle themselves you know like mm. i i, I got to give them props like two guys went up against like five local guys Damn. And um and they could handle themselves. I don't know. Maybe they were like ex-military or something. I don't know. They had tattoos and stuff. And but it always gets messy. It always mm. gets messy. As mm. good as they are, those five guys end up calling another five guys. Mm. And you know, it, it's never a gentlemanly thing, Yeah. 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 It's never a look. Come on, man. You and me got a problem. Let's settle. No. It's, not. it's always they always have their friends jump in and. <laughs> yeah we met a bunch of american soldiers who were training in charating because mm. they were there training and one of them was flamboyantly built like a brick shed house like all of them were like six packs steroids <laughs> possible murderers and they would come to and charating doesn't have many clubs so there was a there was a club i think it was called don't tell your mama don't tell mama <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, and uh, that one, yeah. yeah, it's a small, shitty club that was. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope I haven't, I haven't mixed it up, but yeah, because uh, all I know is you've been around way more than me, brother. <laughs> like I don't even know these clubs in Shirati. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice one. It's and what we could find actually, we were looking for a fucking club, and that was the one that was available, <laughs> which is just a four walls and a DJ. With a, with a fucking laptop, that's it. <laughs> I guess that's all you need in Trenting, yeah. I think one of them was dressed in drag. And it was so fucking scary, man. Because you could tell, like, this motherfucker could easily, like, kill you. And, like, he found out we were Iranians. And I was like, hey, hi, nice, nice <laughs> to meet you. Oh, oh geez. Okay. Hi, hi, hello. In a drag, in, like, a U.S. Marine in a fucking drag. It was a scary fucking thing. If why, he wasn't scary Why already, was he in drag, though? <laughs> like, I assume he's into that, drag, being in a drag. That's what he wasn't there for. He was, like, drinking, drunk as a skunk. Pleasant, but the second he realized you're Iranian, like, his eyes kind of go, like, hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you know, if you really wanted to test, like, your, like how, how, how big your balls are, at that uh -huh. moment, you should have just, like, smiled and said, with the thickest accent, you can yeah. muster up death to America. 
No, no, even better. I'll be like, oh, I love 9-11. Happiest day of my life. And then, and then you and then you get to see how fast uh, Mr. Semperfy over here can run in high heels because you're you're there. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, oh, this motherfucker is like, oh my god, these guys like can start if they start a fight, they they brought a bit of an unease to the place because like they could do whatever the fuck they want and nobody really yeah. dare to like mess with them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Unless uh, there was a bunch of mud rumpits, lah, because mud rumpits will put them in their place. Mud rumpits. Yeah, <laughs> it there's like a two and a half to one ratio of mud rumpit to to marine that you require, but. Yeah. But Rumpit's got speed. Rumpit's got speed. <laughs> speed and numbers. <laughs> speed and numbers. Speed and numbers. And also, they do speed. So it's oh, all. Oh, uh, yeah. Shabu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have speed. They do speed. They got yeah. numbers. Yeah. It, it should be an interesting fight. It's like um, it's like that one orc and like a whole bunch of crackhead hobbits. Just like, ah. <laughs> Uh, It'd be fun oh, to watch. That just that just made me think of uh, Rizma's joke. Uh, met uh, met uh, met ah bagi shabu lah. Oh, like he is such a good writer. That boy, he is such a good. He is really good. Did you, yeah. did you follow his animal story, Russell? Anima, oh my what what animal story? Enema, <laughs> enema, enema. He got he got an enema. You got an enema. Oh yeah! Oh, you didn't yeah, yeah. see. No, oh, <laughs> fresh. Oh my god! Oh fuck! No, he he had constipation for weeks and went to the fucking doctor. He thought he is probably I don't know. He has like kidney stones and shit. And the doctor was like, "No, you you're you're heavily constipated. You haven't you got a lot of shit in you." And yeah, then yeah. handed him enema to <laughs> to put it in his ass. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and he. Broke it down. My favorite bit. You want to go? You want to say? You can say it. Right? Keep going. You say it I mean, no, no, no. You you say that because what was going on was that he kept like messaging, voice messaging us what was going on as it was happening. Yeah. And so he said, "I got, I got the anima. I right? got the anima. Oh my god, it's so cold. Oh my god." So he was giving live stream of his enema and we were like what the hell and he was like recording the whole fucking thing on Instagram. Uh, yeah, like, and then he showed the bottle and he said the bottle has two has two positions basically shows a man in two different positions. One is like one is a laying down downward dog doggy style where your ass is yeah. up, your head is down. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. and then one is like you're laying down lazy doggy. Okay. And yeah. And he said there's like so there's two positions and he said uh so there are two positions and I did both because I'm a slut. <laughs> 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 and this motherfucker's logic was that you know you think like I wanted to know if I'm gay or not. I wanted to see if I would enjoy this. So I pushed the animal a little further to see if I fucking enjoyed this. And, and, and then he did a Jackson Pollock all over his bedroom wall. He did a Jackson Pollock. Fluid <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes in, fluid goes out. It was oh my god, and it that was so nasty. <laughs> he's he is incredibly nasty, and it is an incredibly loving person. Uh, but oh, absolutely, I miss him. I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, new revelation. He's packing yeah. heat. Did you know that, Russell? Yeah, because yeah, no. he. 
he's got nothing else all over him. You know, that's where yeah. all the all yeah. the blood goes. The, the flesh went. All the blood. <laughs> yeah, and all the blood. But he had this this lovely heartwarming story about how because he's Asian, everybody made fun of his small dick, even though nobody knew how big his dick was. So he had this psycho in his head, all these, like, I got a small dick, I got a small dick. And he was like a toxic boyfriend for the longest time because every time his girlfriend tried to compliment him on his penis size, he's like, ah, you're just saying that because you're being polite. Ah. <laughs> Fuck you, you're lying whore. I, you're lying I, whore. Get out of my face, slap back slapper. You know my dick is tiny. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's ramrodding these women so hard, they might as well be railroad equipment. Okay. He fuck him like Rocco Sanfredi and didn't, he didn't <laughs> even know it. I was going to say, that's what happens when you grow up watching horsecock.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you go to horsecock.com too? Yeah. They have yeah, a nice you, interface. No, I, nice. I I don't need any more um, See your complexes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but it was like, but then he said, oh no, but the girlfriend's trying to assure him, then finally, like, Taught him how to measure his dick properly with like a ruler and shit. Right? Yeah, no, like no, four small. months ago. Yeah, a few months four ago. Months he found ago, out. He was like, "Hey, look, this is it. Like, here's a fucking fucking ruler. This yeah. is how big your dick is, and this is the average worldwide dick measurement. And you're so way then, above it. Isn't that great? Like, like it's <laughs> almost like waking up realizing you won the lottery. Yeah. You, yeah, but the it's, fucked up part is that you realize like this guy, like how a comedian feels is like this guy for a long time carried the scar. It was like something that was actually bothering him. Yeah. You think he has a small dick. Yeah. And turns out he's swinging pipe like he's fucking Mario Brothers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so And that's the weird part because the rest of his body looks like a tree frog. Okay. He has no ass. He, his body is uh, upper back, lower back, thigh, sh- shins, calves. No, no, no ass, right? And so he, he looks like people. Sinew from Doraemon. He looks like Sinew from Doraemon, which doesn't help. It looks like yeah. if Sinew and Nobita had a kid, okay? <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. He's and you think he's packing a William Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> he's packing so much heat. The UN is telling him to stop the nuclear tests. He's fighting so much. Madonna is writing a song about it. Yeah. This whole time, he was just smuggling salami in those baggy pants of his, thinking that he had, like, baby dick. (laughs) And and now he's like... But now it's also like he's he doesn't have a... He doesn't have a girlfriend. He's alone, stuck at home. The only pussy he sees are his five cats. Right? Yeah. And And so he's got this... This weapon, this and he, gift, yeah. and he, and this he can't God use it. Gift. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like having a nuke during the Cold War. You can't use it, or the world ends. So it's just kind of it's like a bittersweet victory. It's like he's got the ah. Eye of Thundera, but there are no villains in sight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he got the He-Man sword. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> where my home? So that's what he will be saying after lockdown. Yeah. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> so much pipe. But then everything sexual on screen makes him uncomfortable and he doesn't even like the idea of sex. And it's like... We almost grew up when we were talking about sex. Yeah, but we talk about sexual things. He's like, he's like, oh, no, man, I don't want it. I don't just... Uh, and then he walks up. Eh. And, then I, and then I think to the times where, see, he doesn't want to miss out on anything we talk about, especially if it's comedy. 
He doesn't want to miss out on anything we talk about. And that includes going to the bathroom. So he will take a piss at his desk. Russell, your yeah. boy, huh? Oh, your boy, man. your Anna, your Anna Boa over here takes a piss at the desk, okay, into a mineral water bottle. And the only thought I can think of him, the only thing I can think of is two things. Number one, must be really easy to 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 pee in a mineral water bottle when you're all when your dick is already a hose. Number one. But number two, does it fit the nozzle? I was about to say because. Yeah, uh, it might it's have not easy. Link. Even with with a regular, uh, regular guy, regular mineral water bottle, not easy. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. This guy he, is peeing into a jar of mayonnaise, I think. Oh no! no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh jeez! 